It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast, available on iHeartRadio every morning and also on Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your podcasts from. Well, here we are. It is a Tuesday morning. It is the 22nd day for November for 2022. And in just a moment, we are going to be speaking with Adrian Savalas. He is from the Adrian William Real Estate Company and going to be talking about the type of real estate principles that are out there amongst the industry. There are two types when it comes to sharing and helping with new agents with listings that come into the office versus the real estate principal who doesn't do that and keeps everything for themselves. Also, how lucky is the number eight in terms of real estate. Is it a thing where you can make more money from if you have an eight in your address? Well, it turns out that you can get a premium on the digit eight. And it's a worldwide phenomenon that is calculable and entrenched in Asian culture. The number eight is believed to bring prosperity. And if you have a single eight in the address, and it's the sort of property in Asia buyer is interested in, well, there could be a little bit more money paid for it. So if you're thinking about buying at the moment, why not think about the resale aspect if you have a number eight on the address? And remember, Asian people also search an area by putting the number eight into a street or into a suburb. Definitely something to think about. We talk with leading property commentators with analysis, predictions, forecasts and what's trending every morning from 6.30. And if you're celebrating your birthday for Tuesday the 22nd of November, celebrating with you is Billie Jean King. She is turning 78. Scarlett Johansson is 37 today. Oscar Pistorius is 35 and Boris Becker is 54. And those last two, Oscar and Boris, are both sitting in prison. And also on this day, back in 1963, an infamous day, John F. Kennedy was assassinated. The 35th President of the United States was shot, of course, by Lee Harvey Oswald in Dallas, Texas. It's your weekday real estate breakfast with news, interviews and predictions every morning on the Real Estate Podcast. And we're going to be checking in on the inner west again of Sydney this morning and it is time to welcome into the podcast Adrian Savalas. He is from Adrian William Real Estate and good morning Adrian, welcome to the Real Estate Breakfast. Good morning Craig, thank you for having me this morning. First point that I wanted to talk about was last week we were talking about some downsizes in Ashfield, selling off a mansion in Wallara and then buying into Ashfield together with buying a larger rural property somewhere else. Now, I'm just curious to know, is that something that is happening in your area there? We are seeing a number of downsizers sell off their family homes, buying something a little bit smaller for themselves to spend their Sydney time in, call it an apartment in the inner city or the inner west, and buy themselves something close to the beach where they spend most of their time, whether it's up or down the coast. So it is quite common at the moment. 
And what is happening uh, regarding development? Uh, we know that the developers have been quite cautious over the last six months. So what's going on in your patch regarding, I guess, sort of positivity, sort of moving out from where we were six months ago? Developers are treading cautiously at the moment and a typical subdivision site where you know somebody can bowl over an older home and build two new properties on, those development sites have come back about 10% in terms of uh, sale price. I, I guess developers are factoring in the increased costs for their construction materials. So something's got to give and that, that ends up being their uh, raw site cost. And I guess sort of following on from that, because there were a lot of developers that were buying terraced houses, but of course, you know, the cost of doing that, it's not cheap and sometimes just easier to put on the back burner. How are you finding that? So developers were predominantly buying double-fronted cottages that um, that had the width to accommodate two homes. Going back six or twelve months ago, they were they were quite aggressive in their pursuits of securing sites as the the market price for resales had been quite high. But now with the change of sentiment, developers have pulled back a little bit. However. What we're finding is with resales of high quality homes, whether it's a new build or a high end renovation, we haven't really found the prices to have changed all that much. So the demand for the finished product is still there, uh, but developers are being very cautious with their raw site. Yeah, and Adrian, what do you think the biggest pressure point is going to be in your area where you are over the next six months? There will be a couple, but predominantly the availability of high quality family homes, they are few and far between. The lack of supply of, call it your four and five bedroom homes on a generous land holding, because they aren't coming up all that much, they are still very hotly contested. And we've heard that agents are saying that up to 70%, it is 70% harder working in the industry right now. How are you sort of gauging that? What's uh, the sentiment among other agents that you're working alongside there? Yeah, so I guess we're in the Uber, Uber age at the moment where people won't wait eight minutes for a car to pick them up. Prospective client demands are uh, you know, quite a little bit more intrusive, whether it's a, a call at nine o'clock on a Sunday morning or a 10 o'clock call from a prospective buyer during the week of an evening. So the demands and the pressures of the industry, along with the cost of living rising, commissions coming under scrutiny and it is quite difficult for agents to sustain market share or build a profile at the moment. Yeah, it certainly is and it's probably not likely to get any easier in the next six uh, to 12 months but uh, let's just have a look at your particular business there because I understand that you are a pandemic company so how has that whole process been for you because it's an interesting time to start a business particularly real estate. It was an interesting time, middle of 2020, uh, a very uncertain time uh, to be starting a real estate business when the market was in freefall. However, the younger team, we grew from six. Now, the size of our team is about 26. And I guess the thing that we've done to stimulate growth within our company is to be, you know, very generous when, you know, we're onboarding a new agent or and supporting our current team. So rather as principals that will list and sell all of the opportunities that come into the office, it's assisting those team members in building their profiles by helping them in the living room and also providing opportunities. 
You know, I think that you raise a very good point because there are, and and let's not dance around the issue, there are a lot of selfish principles out there that do not put in the groundwork for new agents. And you put that effort in, it's going to come back to you tenfold anyway. And I think it's very short-sighted with some principles that operate on that basis. You're right, and you know that's the reason why a lot of businesses don't grow. You know, or they, you know, it's their their undoing. It's very difficult to attract top talent, um, especially the young uh, up and comers. If you're a take principle rather than a give principle, so you know, being uh, being selfless is you know one of the uh, main drivers of uh, our business growth. Absolutely. And I think that the other core aspect to that is that new agents are not silly. They can see what sort of principle they're working alongside of. If they are working with a principle that is giving, they're going to give their all. (laughs) They're going to give that extra, I hate to say, that extra 50%. That is a very good indicator in terms of why you have grown rapidly in those number of agents now working for you. That's right. The, we're in the age of extreme visibility. One search on realestate.com or domain.com.au and you can see you know, exactly how active an agency is, how active an agent is. People do pay attention to whose name are on those listings. And buyers, we know, are finding what they could lend a month or two ago is quite different in today's market. The goalposts have changed on them. So I'm wondering how much of that is frustrating from your end, working with buyers whose borrowing capacity isn't at a level that they need to be at to transact. I guess it can be frustrating for a a number of vendors out there who have got a particular price expectation you find the perfect buyer, their pre-approvals run out, they've reapplied and the goalposts have moved, you know, call it 10% in terms of their borrowing capacity. It, it hasn't affected every single property that we've listed or, or sold. However, you know, matter of time before it has more of an impact on, on the market. As an agent, we need to be empathetic to those clients who are trying to buy their homes and, you know, having that realisation that, you know, that they, they can't buy what they could have bought, you know, a couple of months ago. I guess being able to provide alternative options to those uh, prospective purchases and rather than getting frustrated at them because it's out of their control you know really uh, empathizing and trying to find solutions for them whether it's uh, nominating a bridesmaid suburb that they may may or may not have heard of or been actively searching in all right then adrian well very good to talk to you today and good luck moving forward with your business and thank you for coming on to the real estate breakfast Excellent. Thank you for having me. Look forward to chatting soon. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast.